welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. First of all, I'm super sorry. I didn't have an episode last week. I swore at the beginning of the year that I was going to podcast every week. And then I just, I didn't last week. I, I I thought, all right, the week before I was late. I thought it's okay, better late than never. And then that unfortunately is, is the thought that uprooted my commitment and let it slide so much so that I didn't even do a podcast at all the following week, which there is a metaphor for life in there somewhere. <laughs> Actually, I just um, I just was a good example of everything that I teach. You got to hold a firm line of accountability with yourself. You got to commit because as soon as you move the line, the line no longer has meaning. So I moved that line from Sunday to Tuesday to ship my podcast and then eventually I didn't even do one and I didn't even really care. So don't move the line. Set a line, commit, and don't move it. Now, Another metaphor, I guess not another metaphor, but the lesson here. This is a, I'm jumping right in. Sorry. Hi. Uh, This is, this again is another example of a lot of the things that I teach, the things that I teach being things that I've had to learn over and over again. So I said I was going to podcast every single week and then I got to the middle of the year and I missed a week. Now, I have a choice to make. I could say, okay, that was um, unreasonable. That was unsustainable. That was too hard because clearly I failed. So now I don't know what I'm going to do. I could say that because I failed. Or I could say, I promised that I would do a podcast every single week for 52 weeks and I missed a week. I can still publish a podcast every week, 51 out of 52 weeks. So I, I can't say that I did it 100%, but guess what? I can continue with that commitment. I can reaffirm that commitment and I can not miss another one the rest of the year and I will have 51 out of 52 versus saying, oh, that was unsustainable and just stopping. And then maybe I do another 20 this year. Maybe I do another 10. Whatever it would be, it won't be perfect because I will have decided it perfect is not possible and I no longer am going to shoot for anything. That's like shooting an arrow to the bullseye, missing the bullseye by a little bit, and then walking away. Instead of saying, well, I've got 10 arrows left. I could still get 10 in the bullseye and just one outside. So I'm choosing to recommit every single week to this podcast. I'm going to manage my time better, and my goal is to have 51 episodes out of 52 weeks in 2022. Boom. Diggity. There you go. So starting with this week's podcast. The saddest thing about having missed one is that I had so much stuff I wanted to do in the podcast and I was really excited to do it. And then I just didn't manage my time well. But last week, June 18th was my birthday and I love, love, love my birthday so much. If you know me in person, you know that I make a big deal out of my birthday. Um, I don't require other people to do anything for my birthday because I'm not, it's not that I'm like a narcissist who thinks that I should get everything. I just love my birthday. And so I make sure that I curate a day that I love, a day just for me with everything in it that I want. I don't leave it up to everyone else that I know to guess what I want and to put on what I want and to go to all that work. I decide what I want and then I do it. Um, and so there you know, some might say that's a bad thing. That's ridiculous. You should let people do nice things for you. Yes, I should. And I do. 
But I also, you know, there's a line there. And if I want to go to Dave and Buster's and have a birthday party there with skee-ball and fun, then that's what I'm going to plan. And if other people want to come and participate, yay! But I'm not going to just make the people that I love guess and put it together. So if you want to know what I did for my birthday, that's what it was. <laughs> um, I Last year... I had friends here who took me out to Satai, um, Jaya at Satai, which is a really beautiful restaurant here. I've talked about it on the podcast before. It is one of my favorite places to go as far as it's beautiful and the ambiance is amazing. And um, my friends got this big, big dessert. I remember it was about a month after my first bikini show and I was still enjoying eating. I just had surgery to remove the last of my excess skin. And so I'd cut a hole in the pocket of my dress so that my drain from my from my incision, from my surgery could fit in my pocket and not be visible. And then um, I hadn't had much in the way of sweets all year. So when they brought this giant platter of happy birthday dessert, I ate um, 99% of it myself. So it was fun. It was beautiful. Got to get dressed up. I wasn't feeling great because I was still recovering. I'd had surgery like 12 days before, but that was my birthday last year. And now this year, while I still love, you know, beautiful experiences, I realized in the past year that I don't prefer to spend my time that way when it's just completely and totally up to me. There's still, um, there's still this melding of Kristen, Chrissy, and then, you know, Kristen, the person that lives in Miami. And while I love Miami and I love all of the things, my heart and soul is is Chrissy from the Midwest, from Minnesota, who has never grown up. And so when I thought about what do I really want to do for my birthday, well, I really want to go to Chuck E. Cheese and I want to get the tokens and I want to hear the little bling, bling, bling on the machines and I want to try to win the bonus and I want to play skee-ball and I don't want to eat the crappy pizza, the food at Chuck E. Cheese is disgusting. But that's what I really wanted to do. But I also didn't want to drag my friends who probably don't love Chuck E. Cheese that much with me. So the next best thing is Dave and Buster's, which is a grown-up version of Chuck E. Cheese. They have all of the arcade games, except they have better ones. They have driving games and basketball shooting, like shooting hoops games, and they have mediocre skee-ball. It's fine. And they have just a lot of different kinds of games. And then they have real food and a bar. And so you can, people can come and grownups can drink and then play arcade games or eat a burger and fries and not eat just crappy pizza. And there's no big, you know, person in a costume running around taking your picture. It's really actually fun. So that's what I decided to do. I invited everybody that I knew from boot camp and my friends here in Miami. And um, that's what we did. So um, it was the day before my birthday. My friend Melinda said she was going out of town for my birthday, but she'd be here um, on the 17th. So I planned my birthday party for the 17th so that Melinda could go. But then Melinda was out of town anyway. And I'm saying this because Melinda listens to my podcast. So yeah, Melinda, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, whatever. It was fine. It was a bummer she wasn't there. But it was nice to celebrate the night before my birthday. It took some pressure off the actual birthday. So um it was funny because um, Roy was gone a lot of the day um, on that Friday. I didn't know where he was, but he came flying in the door about half an hour before it was time to leave um, and, you know, to shower and change and whatnot. And and it was just weird. Like, where, where have you been? I didn't even think to ask where he'd been, but I got dressed up in heels and a sparkly skirt and a sexy shirt because... I'm on prep and my body looks better than it's probably ever going to look again. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm going to look, I'm going to look like a sexy blonde in shape, 44 year old woman at Dave and Buster's. I don't even care if everyone else is in jeans and sneakers. 
I'm going to dress up. So I loved putting on my, my silver sparkle skirt and my black um, strappy heels and this really barely there <laughs> sequined uh, little tube top tank thingy. I don't know. It was awesome. I'd gotten it to potentially wear to my friend Jordan's um, Indian wedding, wedding celebration to wear with a sari skirt, but it didn't work. But I had it and I wore it. So get in the car to drive up to Hollywood where the Dave and Buster's is. And for some reason, I did notice that Roy seemed to know kind of where we were going. Turns out he had left all day, gone to Dave and Buster's, talked to them about moving our two separate reservations into one table. So we had two separate reservations to accommodate the big group. And then he had gone and gotten these giant, giant balloons of uh, bouquets of pink balloons and these two big four balloons. So big 44 balloons. And it was just so cool. He'd arranged for the decorations and, and gotten it all set up. So when we pulled up, the table was all done nicely. And that was so nice. So I love that I got to plan my birthday, but you know, I have this amazing boyfriend who really wanted to make it extra special. So it was awesome. So um, my, my friends came, some boot camp people that I didn't know very well, um, Nadina and Cesar, they haven't been coming very long, but they came to my birthday and they loved on me. They gave me a beautiful gift, um, ate with us, got to know them a little better. Turns out they're both CPAs. So the accountant blood runs thick in boot camp. We have a lot of accountants. Um, that just meant so much to me. They don't know me very well and they came to my birthday. Um, and then, um, just, a whole bunch of other coaches from boot camp, people just pe- people who just come to boot camp and like me, um, and friends and Roy, and it was just so much fun. And Dave and Buster's was fun because we had some people who didn't want to play games. They sat and chatted. The food was really good, and then some people who did want to play games. So um, my friend Sarah brought a balloon, which I tied to my clothes, and I wore a balloon um, around and played games. And Roy had gotten me a happy birthday crown. So I got to wear a happy birthday crown and it was so much fun. I wanted to do a non food focused birthday as well because I'm on prep. And so I'm like, I can't have cake. Um, I don't want to sit around at a big dinner because I can't eat anything incredibly extraordinarily fancy. I want to focus on something else. So it was perfect. Lots to do. It wasn't about the food and it was awesome. So that was celebration number one. And then celebration number two, on my birthday, got up super early, went to Dunkin' Donuts, got four dozen donuts, and myself a big coffee. So getting up at sunrise, getting in my convertible, driving down Ocean Drive in Miami Beach to pick up donuts with my doggie, with my boyfriend, came back, went to boot camp. Danny, our friend Danny, had taken all the balloons home because they didn't fit in my car. Brought them to the beach. So I got to run boot camp in my pink workout clothes playing Britney Spears music, surrounded by pink balloons. We did 44 reps of burpees, push-ups, squats, and jumping jacks. That was our main workout. And then everybody got to have a donut. I mean, come on. There's no better way for Kristen to start her birthday than right there. I did this... um, Last year, I couldn't do it because I had had surgery, but we did do a 5K and a donut party. The year before, I ran boot camp in the park in Minnesota and with balloons, and they brought me a cupcake, and we had Britney music, and they all wore Britney Spears pictures on their shirts. So my birthdays have become a little bit of a theme of my favorite thing, but it's all my favorite. Pink workouts, Britney Spears, donuts, balloons. I don't know. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Um, I mean, I guess that is a lot. <laughs> So anyway, um, so that was awesome. And then I, I always try to run on my birthday. 
um, 4.4 miles, which, you know, because I'm 44. So went ahead, tied the balloon on my hat, went for a 4.4 mile run. I'm not in running shape right now, so I had to run walk, but I ran quite a bit and um, ended up pretty far away from home. So I walked back. So all in all, it was one about seven miles. And during that time, I just had a wonderful connection with my heart and soul. I had a conversation with Chrissy. Um, one of the reasons I love working out really hard is because when we exhaust our bodies, um, our mind gets, our bodies and our mind get really, really tired. So when you can really sweat, push your body, push yourself to the edge, exhaust your body physically in a workout, your brain and your body kind of have to stop. And what happens is your soul starts to speak. And it's not just me that this happens to, but a lot of people experience this, which is why group fitness um, and just working out really hard is really um, considered therapeutic and good mental health management for a lot of people. Um, I used to experience this most when I would go to Core Power in Minnesota and go to Yoga Sculpt. I'd go to a 75-minute heated Yoga Sculpt class, and by the time it was done, I was exhausted, dehydrated, hot, completely wrung out, and we would lay there in final Shavasana, and my body and my head would shut up, and my soul would speak, and tears would flow, and I would just feel the very essence of me. And if this has happened to you and you know what I'm talking about, and if this hasn't happened to you, I encourage you to find a way to completely physically and mentally exhaust yourself so that everything shuts up and your soul finally gets the stage. And this is what happened on my run. Now I can channel it a lot quicker and without having to be completely exhausted, but it was hot, I was sweating, I was tired. And so on that run, As I was getting more and more tired, I got to talk to Chrissy. And we had a really interesting conversation. I know I sound like a nutty, nutty, crazy person. My mom would say, nuttier than a fruitcake. But I just was running and I just said, hi, Chrissy. And then my soul spoke and tears flowed. And so much stuff that I've been going through in my head and especially as it relates to prep for my bikini show and my body, all of it came came up. I've been having such trouble finishing my day each day um, without wanting to eat. Like night eating and eating at night has been something I've struggled with for a long time off and on. And during this prep, it's really, really been hard for me. And I, I just took the opportunity to say, what, what do you want, Chrissy? What are you hungry for? Because when I go for food at night, it's not the food, it's an emptiness. And I just, I realized, you know what? I'm hungry. My body is hungry. I am tired. I've been dieting all year for this bikini show in, what is it in? 10 days. I've been eating. I've been filling my body with the lowest calorie, highest protein foods that I can find. And when I'm hungry, I've been filling my body with vegetables, things to fill the empty space in my belly. So I'm not hungry, but it's not feeding me. I'm losing weight. I'm losing fat. I'm building muscle and losing fat. I'm changing my body into as much muscle and skin as possible with as little fat as possible. And I am hungry. And when I thought about what do I want, I I want to be full. And I just, tears were running down my cheeks while I ran. And to just really realize, you know what? I'm done. I'm done 
with this bodybuilding competition thing. And now people say, never say never. And I've been flirting about this. I've been talking about it in and out. I have decided to do this show. I'm not quitting. But it just became really clear that my soul is tired. Before I started you know, doing shows, I was, I was working on my relationship with food and I'd found so much peace and freedom. And the only reason I'm doing these shows, and I keep saying this over and over on podcasts, I'm sorry if it's a broken record, but I knew that I could trust myself to get back to that because I know how. And I was willing to do these hard things, willing to get in there and struggle, willing to have these conversations with myself and notice how, what my body feels like empty, what my body feels like strong, what it feels like to look in the mirror and not like, and to like what I see. And so it just, it was this beautiful conversation between my heart and my soul to say, you know what, I'm going to feed you. This is almost done and, and we're going to get back to the drawing board and get back to the foods that nourish that fuel, that feel good, the full profile of micro and macronutrients like I used to enjoy all the time. And we're setting the sparkly bikini down and we're going to do something else. And it was a big epiphany for me. And then just started to explore other avenues of my mind. And, you know, I, I left my full-time job when I got here um, over a year ago. I left my full-time job and I'm working on all of these businesses and I have coaching programs and personal training clients. And um, I have a fitness app now and I write meal plans and I do a lot of different things. And sometimes it's not enough to cover the monthly nut. Sometimes I'm not making enough money. And so luckily things come along. I've been doing consulting work for my firm that I left last year, which has been a really awesome income to make sure that I can make it. Um, but there's there's so many more things that I want to jump off into that I've started working on. You know, public speaking is something that I'm starting to do and that I want to do more and more. I want to travel the world. I want to stand on every stage. I want to get my story out there to the masses. And it's it's a struggle to balance between working on that, which makes me no money right now, and sitting down and doing work that's going to pay me by the hour right now to pay my bills right now. I have to make these decisions over and over and over every single day and week in my life. Do I do I sit down and work on on putting money in my bank tomorrow and today, or do I sit down and work on putting money in my bank in a year, in five years. Um, And it's just, it's tough. I get stressed, I get scared, and um, I get tired. And on that run, again, I just kept hearing, cut the cord, cut the safety nets, jump, leap, go. Live your life as your dream fulfilled. You are a public speaker. You are telling your story. You are sitting in front of people telling them that absolutely they can. Go cut the cord. Remove the safety mechanisms. Get brave again. Get fearless again. And again, tears running down my face. People looking at me funny. Here goes the chick running in the hot, hot, late morning, 90 degree weather on a Saturday with a balloon tied to her hat tears running down her face, whispering out loud at this point, cut the cord, cut the safety net, go, go. And then it turned into this. And this is the message I have for all of you and for anybody else who ever finds this is that I am not on this earth to spin. My soul did not plop into this body, onto this planet, this little speck in the universe to spin, to be scared, to swirl around in a pile of dust, to be too afraid to reach for everything and anything that I can get. That's not why I'm here. Why am I here? There's a purpose. There's a big purpose. And I have a purpose, just like you do. 
We were not put on this earth to hate ourselves, to loathe ourselves, to be stuck in cycles that keep us chained, to be too afraid to reach out of the little mud puddle, the dusty, dry mud puddle we sit in. That's not why I'm here. I am here for a purpose, and I must, must never forget the purpose, and I must reach. I gotta be willing to climb out of that dusty little mud puddle onto the gravelly rocks around that does that there's no clear path because there's something out there. There's something big and beautiful. I was not dumped into a mud puddle to suffer and to, to struggle and to be sad and to look in the mirror and say, I'm not enough and to shove food in my face to, to try to feel better about the hole that I'm sitting in. No, I'm here for a purpose. I'm going to figure out that purpose is and I'm going to go for it. If I truly believe I'm not here to just spin, to, to shrink, to be miserable, to be stuck, to be under a blanket of shame, if I don't believe that's true, then what do I believe? I do believe that I have life in my veins for a purpose. My soul is big and bright and beautiful and I need to go shine. So I'm telling that to you. Your soul is big and bright and beautiful and you are here for a reason and for a purpose. And the circumstances you find yourself in right now It's just a dusty mud puddle you're sitting in and you can get out. You will get out if you decide that you're not meant to sit there. If you decide all that life has for me is this dusty little circular pile of mud, I fit here where well because I've been here so long that the ground is molded around my butt. It can be pretty comfortable here because I don't have to think. I wake up, I know what this day is. It's a mud puddle. It's right here. I know what the mud smells like, tastes like, looks like. I know exactly how deep it is, and I'm comfy here. This is why I'm here. This is great. If you don't believe that, then what do you believe? (laughs) It's the opposite of that, baby. So cut the cord, remove the safety mechanisms, get rid of that safety net so that you have to go. Get out of the mud puddle and set the mud puddle on fire, although I don't know if mud burns. It could burn if you put like gasoline on it, but... Get out of it. So that's what I'm doing. That is my aim since my birthday, since that little conversation on my run. Get out of the mud puddle, cut the safety nets, and go. So I'm very, 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 very lit up and excited about my 44th year of life. Um, So the rest of my birthday was awesome. I showered. I took a nap. It was amazing. Roy and I went down to South Beach. I said, I want to go to South Beach. I love that at, at night at South Beach, the lights on the Art Deco buildings are all lit. It's all neon. It's all beautiful. It's room temperature outside, although it was super muggy and hot and humid. So it wasn't quite room temperature, but I put on a short little dress and some tennis shoes and my crown. And we went down to South Beach and ate my favorite way. They have a food hall off Lincoln Avenue. And it's just like five or six different restaurants. You can go in there, see what they have. They have pizza, they have ceviche, they have kosher food, um, Italian food, Thai noodles, dessert, whatever you want, Roy, whatever I want, Kristen, go in there, get it and sit down and eat. You don't have to order. You just walk up. They bring it to you. I love eating like that. I love eating just like, what do I want? Here it is. Eat it. Go. So I had octopus street tacos. If you have not had octopus before, you are missing out. It was so good. Um, and then I sent my mommy a nice Marco Polo because my birthday is more about her than me. She did all the work and I just like popped out, you know, I mean, I don't pop out. I put my mom through some hell, um, but she did all the work. So I'm really, really grateful that my mommy had me. So, um, out till two in the morning, got back home and then overslept and missed boot camp for the first time 
I had just gotten done a few days before telling our friend Annie, I've never overslept actually. I've never missed boot camp. And then the day after my birthday, I woke up at 8.15, looked outside and there was boot camp happening without the boot camp leader. So luckily Jackie is a coach with us and she was there and she they all figured out. They assumed, all right, it was Kristen's birthday. So they, they just ran boot camp without me. They had a good time and uh, the, the world didn't end, but I, I felt really terrible. But that was my birthday. It was wonderful. And so um, off we go in the next year of life with, with less, less safety nets. That's the goal. Just less backup plans, more terrifying, scary leaps into the abyss because that is that's action verb living. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for anyway. Do you love chocolate? Because I love chocolate, but chocolate usually is full of sugar and chocolate triggers my lizard brain and my binge behavior. So I don't eat chocolate regularly, but I found a solution for us. It's called Gatsby chocolate. Gatsby, G-A-T-S-B-Y, like the great Gatsby. It's a company that has made amazing, delicious chocolate products using allulose to sweeten. So their chocolate has five grams of net carbs per serving, only five grams of sugar per serving, and is 70 calories per serving. Delicious. They have chocolate bars, giant chocolate bars that ends up being three servings. So 210 calories for a giant chocolate bar if you want to eat the whole thing. I always add up the whole thing because let's just call a spade a spade. I'm going to eat the whole thing. But they have flavors like dark chocolate sea salt, dark chocolate almond, white chocolate cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite. And then they have these little milk chocolate gems. They're like M&Ms, except they're cuter. They're pink and purple and green. And they are milk chocolate in 70 calories for a whole bag. It's a giant handful of a treat, 70 calories. So you can make that fit your macros and your calories so easily. They also have dark chocolate peanut butter cups and milk chocolate peanut butter cups. Their products are so delicious, super low calorie. And guess what? I have a discount for you that's 50% off. 50% off your order. If you use my code Kristen50, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-5-0, gets you 50% off at gatsbychocolate.com. Go on their website, look at all their products. They sell out quickly and often on a lot of their products. So go back if they are sold out, keep checking back. But right now they have all the chocolate bars in stock, but hurry, this discount code is amazing. Kristen 50 gets you 50% off and you'll be able to satisfy your sweet truth, your chocolate craving, and not ruin your macros or your calorie bucket for the day. Take a look at their products. You're going to love them. Free shipping as well temperature controlled shipping. So in the summertime, it's going to get to you without being melty. I throw mine in the freezer anyway, because they're also really delicious frozen. So check them out. GatsbyChocolate.com. Use my code Kristen 50. So I'm 44. So I have 44 pieces of advice for you. Number one, get a food scale. Weighing your food is not that hard. It keeps you honest and it saves you from having to wash measuring cups and measuring spoons. Number two, get an air fryer. You can make everything in an air fryer. You can make fish. You can make octopus. You can make toast. You can make hard-boiled eggs. Get the Ninja two-drawer air fryer. I've talked about it before. I've posted about it before. You 
just put it on your counter and postulate i'm going to use this every single day and you'll find yourself using it every single time you that you cook in fact i rarely go out to eat because if there's something that i want i can make it in my air fryer if i want fish i make it in there if i want a lobster tail i make it in there I want some snow crab legs i make it in there i want to have a nice breakfast guess what i can make bacon on one side toast on the other while i fry my eggs on the stove it's amazing get an air fryer you can also make things that normally would be unhealthy. You can make them like low fat. So you can make French fries with just potatoes, spring with olive oil, coating them in panko or vegetables. Um, it's amazing. So get an air fryer. Number three, when it comes to losing weight, start where you are and make little changes. When you look at your diet and you think, oh my gosh, I'm a mess. I eat like a five-year-old or an eight-year-old. Okay, start where you are. What can you change? What are you willing to change to cut some calories out? start there. It's the little changes that add up over time and get you to move closer to ideal. None of us will ever be Gwyneth Paltrow, okay? But we can get a little bit further away from, I don't know, from the really unhealthy place that we often start at. Number four, don't weigh yourself. Weigh yourself when you have to. If you can get through your life without stepping on a scale, you are better off because often we feel really good in our skin. We look really good. What we step on that scale, we see a number we don't like. All of a sudden, we don't like what we look like. We don't like how we feel, especially if you're on a weight loss journey. Your measure of success should be number one, your consistency, not what happens on the scale because you can't control what the scale does from day to day. If you are going to weigh, weigh yourself the first and the 15th, the end. Number five, lift weights. You've got to get some extra weight onto your frame and then move it around in order to strengthen your bones, your muscles, your tendons, ligaments, all those things. Lift weights. Ladies, lifting weights is not going to make you bulky. You are not going to look like a man if you lift weights and lift heavy. Lifting weights tones your muscles and makes them nice and solid and makes them have little ripples so that you can see them underneath your skin. Getting bulky is really, really, really hard and takes a really, really, really long time, it's not going to happen to most people unless you really intentionally decide that you want to get bulky. So don't be afraid to lift weights and lift heavier than you think. Number six, find a way to move your body that you love. In other words, if you hate CrossFit, do not go to CrossFit. Do you love spinning? Go to spin. Do you like taking a long walk? Take a long walk. Find movement that you love and do it often. It's what you do most of the time, not some of the time that matters. And if you hate it, you're not going to do it. So find something you love. And if you love to do something and you're sick of it and you're like, Ugh, this no longer brings me joy, set it down and find something else. It's hard to do. Sometimes our identity gets really tied up with, I'm a runner. Who am I if I don't run? Well, maybe you're a cyclist. Maybe you're a weightlifter. Maybe you're a pickleball player. That's the next thing you are. But you won't know if you cling to things that don't bring you joy anymore and refuse to try new things. So find things you love and do them often. And if it no longer brings you joy, find something new. There's a billion ways to move your body and moving your body is super important. Number seven, drink the water. Drink water. A hundred ounces a day is a good benchmark to start with. So aim for that if you're under that. But a gallon of water is really, really great for your skin, for hydration, for just keeping your system moving, flushing out toxins, keeping, you know, keeping your intestines full of water so that it doesn't hang on to a bunch of waste you don't need. Um, and just teaching your body, like, hey, we can just let things flow in and out. Drink your water. Number eight, forgive. Woo, we got heavy. But as I talked about earlier, forgiveness sets you free. 
I challenge you to think about the people that you really hate and that you really despise or people you're really angry with and ask yourself, have I really forgiven them? Do I wish well on them? If you find that you speak ill of them, stop it. Stop it. There is no reason to speak ill of anybody. If they've done something to you in the past and you've forgiven it, it's over. It's done. There's a no reason other people need to know. Now, I'm working on this myself because I have a podcast and I talk about my past and I talk about my story. And often it's easy for me to sink into it and just have those narratives flow. But I have to continue to work on characterizing people with just listing their behaviors that they have done in the past as facts and not as this person's a worthless piece of garbage because they did this to me. But no, it's my job to forgive continually, forgive thoroughly. And what it does is it makes my life way more beautiful, makes my head a more beautiful place for me to live. And it purifies and cleanses my soul of the poison that is unforgiveness because not forgiving someone else and hating them is poisoning me. They don't even know. They don't care. They have no, they don't walk around going, oh, I'm so sad. Kristen's mad at me. No, they don't care. But I care if I'm mad at someone and it poisons me. So forgive that. Let that go. Number nine, let the love flow. If you're stuck, if you're in an argument, if you don't know what to do, if somebody's really bothering you, let the love flow. What does that mean? Back up. Turn off the narrative in your head and think about how your heart feels when you're with them. How your heart feels when you think about, there's nothing going on, there's no stress. I'm sitting on a park bench with this person and the breeze is flowing and I'm just delighting in who they are. Let's just go there. Let's let the love flow. And often if you can't do that with somebody, you might find out that that person is not as important to you as you thought. I have friends that I say all the time, like, oh, I love you. I love you so much. But sometimes when I think about spending time with them, I'm like, I'm just not sure that I, that I love them as dearly as I thought. I love them to a degree. But sometimes we get caught up in hype. And if someone else really adores us, we think like, oh, yeah, yeah, I adore you. But really, honestly, maybe, maybe your friendship is not to that level. That's okay. So you can still let the love flow, but also it, it indicates to you often how deep the love actually is. Hmm. Food for thought. Number 10, read every day. Find something that's not a novel, that's not fiction. Fiction is fine. But find something that's going to feed your soul, teach you something, open your eyes, or show you something new about the world and read it every single day. I just started a book called Seth Speaks. And it's really interesting. If you've read it before, you know what it is. But basically... Uh, it's so hard to explain, but Seth is basically um, not a person. It's a it's it's a conscious flow of information from Seth. I don't even know. I know how to explain it. Check it out though if you're interested. Seth speaks, but read every single day. So good for you, for your mind, for your body, for your heart, for your body. Why did I say body? Because when your mind and your heart are fed, your body can sigh in relief and function. It's true. Our bodies often get tired because our brain is tired because we're thinking and we're not feeling and we're not feeding our heart and soul. So read every day. It solves everything. <laughs> Number 11, give things away. Why do you have things? Stop. Do you really need that thing? Amanda taught me something so beautiful. She got married, um, I guess it's been two years ago, but a really beautiful wedding dress she wore when she eloped into Las Vegas. And then she was sad at the idea of it hanging in a closet forever. So she put an ad on Craigslist, found a bride on a budget who wanted the dress. She gave her the dress and that woman got to experience her wedding in a beautiful dress. 
And the joy that Amanda felt in giving that away was more than any exchange of money. And then the joy in hearing that story, when I heard it, it gave me, it still gives me joy. And I have worked every day to get more and more free at giving things away. I have a really nice espresso machine that was my favorite possession. And when I moved here, I gave it to Amanda. And that espresso machine has been loved and used. And now she doesn't need it, so she's going to give it to her son. And it's going to get loved and used. And so the joy of giving things away, it's so much better than the joy of getting things and and just having things. So give stuff away. Give it away. All of it. (laughs) Number 12, invest in experiences. I'm about to sell something that is worth about $1,200 so that I can afford to go and do something really cool and epic because I want experiences, not things. So think about how you're spending your money and invest in trips and experiences in places in seeing someone's face light up um, and seeing something new. Invest in experiences. Number 13, be present I am working on this one. I have spent so much of my time on the beach here in Miami, looking here outside my window, not seeing the beauty of it because I wasn't present. My head was somewhere else. I was swirling. I was spinning. I was stressed or I was reviewing the past or planning the future and not being present. So the present moment is all we have. So we should honestly have our dwelling place in the present with brief visits to the past and future. That's what Eckhart Tolle says. So be present. I'm still working on that one. Number 14, don't tell people who you are by telling your past. Like, hi, who are you? Oh, well, I'm a divorced um, woman. Um, I'm twice divorced, um, formerly obese person, um, Minnesotan, and I moved here. Okay, that's the story of who I used to be. That doesn't have anything to do with who I am. Like, hi, I'm Kristen. Um, I'm a fitness trainer. Um, I'd love to, to lead you in a beach workout at sunrise. Um, I get to love on people. I'm a lover of people. I'm a lover of bodies and health and nutrition. Um, I'm living a big, beautiful, full life here. And, um, I love people. I love hearing people's stories. That's who I am. The rest of my past is like a long story there. And I love to tell it in order to tell people that they can change and they can grow and they can have anything that they want. But when people say, who are you? That's not who I am. That's what happened to me. And that's the things that I have been through. So don't tell people who you are by telling your past. Who are you? I'm a powerful, strong woman. Who are you? (laughs) Um, I'm repeating it here. Forgive and forget. So it's easier to forgive than to forget. Because then a lot of times when we forgive, we're like, yeah, I totally forgave them for that. Okay, well, now it's time to forget it. Because now you've got a little feather in your cap, like, I'm a really good forgiver. No, forget that. It needs to be over, 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 over. So forgive and then forget. 16, ask questions. When you show up to a group of people, be the person who wants to know about all the things and all the other people. Why? Because people like to talk about themselves. People like to feel known and people like to know that they matter. So when you walk in and you are working to make sure other people matter and you're making sure that other people get to tell their story, you are showing them that you want to see them, that you want to know them, that they matter, that they're important. Be the one who asks the questions. You'll learn more about yourself by how you respond 
to what other people say than if you were just to walk in and start blathering on about you. Nobody likes the talking stick holder. You get in a room, there's a talking stick. It needs to be handed around equally, but there are people in a group, they just hog the talking stick. Hi, I'm, hi my name is Kristen, and I'm going to talk the whole time. I catch myself sometimes like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, oh my gosh, I've been talking a long time. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Someone else talk. I'm very, I'm very self-conscious of it now. And I fall into it just like everybody else does. But if we can always try to, all right, I'm going to be the one asking the questions. I'm going to be the one letting other people shine. 17, buy yourself flowers. I buy myself flowers whenever I feel like it. I don't do it as often as I used to. When I first you know, got divorced and lived by myself again, I was so it was so important that my house feel wonderful all the time. So every Friday when I went to Trader Joe's to get my food, I'd get myself a bouquet of flowers. It was my way of action verb loving myself. And I did it every week until I didn't feel like I needed it. But sometimes when I go into Walgreens down the street, they'll have beautiful flowers. And I'll think, you know what? I want some beautiful flowers in my space. And then I buy them. And yeah, they die and stuff, but buy yourself flowers. Don't wait for someone else to buy you flowers. If you want flowers, buy yourself some flowers. Number 18, leave your comfort zone. That's not a new thought, but life begins outside of your comfort zone. So if something sounds hard and scary, that's exactly what you should do. 19, ask yourself why you were born. That sounds weird, but honestly, if you have five minutes, sit down and say, why was I born? If there is a purpose for me to be alive, what could it possibly be? And go, go. Let that thought take you into the nether worlds of imagination. Why was I born? Look at all the things that you've already done, the things that you hope to do and say, hmm, was I born to do all of that or is there more? Did I do more than I even thought that I was born to do? But ask the question, why was I born? It's fascinating. 20, save some cash in a box. A little box, stick it somewhere, put some cash in there. If someone gives you $5, throw it in the box. If you five, you know, find a $10 bill or you get some money in a birthday card, put it in a box. It is so much fun to open that box and be like, dude, I have money. Put some money in a box and save it. Weigh your food. This goes back to getting a food scale. Weigh your food. Now, when you weigh your food for a couple of weeks religiously, what it does is it teaches you what um, portion sizes look like and what they feel like. So that when you don't have a way to weigh your food, you can pretty much say, I went to that restaurant, I ate, hmm, that was probably four to five ounces of beef. That was probably a cup of potatoes. So by weighing your food, you teach yourself what's normal. 22, read your labels. I did a podcast about this, about donuts and about sugar. Read the labels. It's so interesting how we get in our head that certain things are healthy and certain things are not. When ultimately it's just a, it's just the stigma, like rice is bad. Who says rice is bad? Rice comes from the earth. How is it bad? Rice is not bad. People be like, oh yeah, no, Nutri-Grain bars are really good. What? Rice is bad and Nutri-Grain bars are good? No. Let's stop. Read the labels. What's the labels on rice? The ingredients? Rice. What's the ingredients on a Nutri-Grain bar? So much stuff, including a crap ton of sugar. It's not even real food. So read the labels on your food. Educate yourself on what you're eating. 23. Wear pink. This has nothing to do with anything except it's my happy color. So if, you are, if your happy color is blue, then wear blue. Do not save the fun, fancy blue dress for a special occasion. Wear it today. Wear it now. Don't wear that dress that's good to wear at a wedding. At a wedding. Wear it to dinner, to the Olive Garden. <laughs> wear pink. Wear whatever makes you happy. 
24. Be the little child that's inside of you. There's a little child in you that never grows up. You'll be 85 and that little child is still there. I swear to you, be that person. Think about what you were like when you were eight and see if you can resonate with some of those memories, the things you like to do, the silliness, the lightness on your feet. Can you still find that energy inside of you? Because if you can, I want you to just embody it. Talk like that little child. Write a note like that little child or to that little child, but be the little child that still lives inside of you. 25, write sticky note mantras. Get some sticky notes and write mantras. I'm surrounded all times by little sticky notes that have mantras and reminders. Um, What I just said a little bit ago, have your dwelling place in the now with brief visits to the past and future is on a hot pink post-it on my computer monitor. Next to it is another one that says you are free now. Another one, happiness is now, not when I have more money or when I have a partner or when I have a muscle. Happiness is now. Also, it's who you are, not what you know. Another one, are you hungry for food or are you just bored? Another one, anything is better than sugar. Another one, you are doing a good job. Write those mantras. Put them where you see them. 26, write on your mirror. Goes along with writing sticky note mantras. Think of something you need to be reminded of when you look in the mirror. Get some lipstick and write it on your mirror. I had this girl is on fire written in red lipstick on my bathroom mirror for six years. And when I get out of the shower, I would see it. And if I didn't feel it, I'd be reminded and I would say, yeah, this girl is on fire. Yeah. So write on your mirror. 27, say hello to yourself. What does that mean? Get quiet, close your eyes, clear your mind. Think about the little girl that lives inside of your heart. Picture her little face and say hi and see if she talks back. She will. And it'll be magic. 28, sing out loud in public, in the store, on the sidewalk, in your car with the windows down. Let it out. What's the worst that can happen? People will hear you and see, they might look at you funny, but they will look at you and smile. It will bring joy to you and everyone else. So sing out loud in public. 29, be in the picture. There are so many pictures from my life in the past where I'm not in them. There aren't very many pictures of me, especially when I was really, really overweight. I didn't want to be in the picture. And now I have days where I don't want my picture taken. I don't want to be in the picture. I feel less than. I feel not good in my skin. Well, guess what? I try to force myself. Be in the picture. Someday you're going to want to look back and be present in these moments, in these memories of your life. You're making your life right now be in the picture. Number 30, love your body. This is easier said than done, but your body is a vehicle that your soul lives in and your body is the only thing you've got to drive your soul around. Your soul can't go visit your mom without your body getting you there. Your soul cannot send a video message without your body moving your lips and putting the thoughts in order in your mind. Your body is a powerful, amazing, magnificent machine and it's the only one you've got, so love it. Take care of it, nurture it, hug it, move it, fuel it. Love your body. And if it doesn't look perfect according to somebody else's standards, love it anyway. If that isn't the hardest thing, I don't know what it is. But that is the goal. Love your body. 31, travel 
travel, travel. I wish I've done much more traveling. I'm doing more now. I was thinking, I think I'm going to stay put this year and not travel. Well, my heart needs to travel. My soul has been screaming to get out of here and see more. So I just booked a whole bunch of trips. I'm trading my things for experiences and I'm going I'm going to Minnesota and Chicago and Austin and San Francisco and London and Paris. And I don't know where else this year, but I am going. Let's go. Go travel. Go see the world. The most interesting people I know are people that have seen the world. My client, Steve, who listens to my podcast. Hi, Steve. I miss you. Um, Everywhere that I ever say that I'm going, he's been, and then, and he's just been everywhere. And he has the most interesting stories, the most interesting perspective. He's one of the kindest people I have ever met. It's because he's seen the world and seen people. And now a lot of us can't, we don't have the time or the resources or the wherewithal or even the desire to go see all the places. But if you have the ability to go somewhere, go to there. Ugh, travel. 32, envision your mom meeting you for the first time. This was magical for me in the last year. It's what really healed my my anger and my bitterness toward my mom that I had been hanging on to that I would never have even known was there until I started this process. And I started to just understand that all the story between the time my mommy looked at me for the first time and now doesn't matter because the love that was right there is still right here and it's even bigger and more powerful. And so envision your mom looking at you for the first time and see if you can put yourself in her arms again in your soul and connect because that is real. 33, tell people it's your birthday when it's your birthday. When it's my birthday, I wear a balloon on my head and I tell everyone it's my birthday. And they say, oh, happy birthday. And I say, thanks. That costs them nothing. And I got to be told happy birthday. So tell everyone it's your birthday. 34, stop buying things. You can't take it with you. It's just stop buying things. Now, that's easier said than done. A lot of you guys like to collect things. That's awesome. But I challenge you, what, why, why, why are you doing it? Stop buying things. Go places. Give things away. Maybe stop buying things and start buying things for other people. You know, things that that make a difference. I don't know. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just trying to tell you what to do. Stop buying things. What do you need it for? You don't need it for anything. And if you do buy things, can you then give it to someone else? Can you get rid of it on Poshmark? Can you sell it? Do you really need a closet full of things that you look at once or twice again before you die? Do they mean anything if they're in a box? I can't get rid of that. It's a keepsake. It's got meaning. But if it's in a closet in the bottom of the pile in a storage locker in Miami and you never look at it, how much meaning does it really have? Because you've just put that meaningful thing in, the, in a dirty, horrible place. So I don't know, just a thought. My house burnt down in 1996 and we lost a lot of things. And that was when I had my first lesson in like, things don't even last. Why would I buy that thing? It could burn. So consider stop buying things. Recycle. <laughs> my friend Liz, I asked her one time, if you could tell anybody, every, everyone one thing, what would it be? And she's like, to recycle. And I thought that was so cute. But you know what it did? It made me start to recycle. And I'm not perfect, but... Recycling is something that is easy that we can all do. The end. And I don't care if it's actually a money-making thing and it doesn't really do good, whatever, whatever. The bottom line is if you can keep it out of the landfill, keep it out of the landfill. The end. We're done talking about this. Recycle. 36. Talk to homeless people. 
Homeless people are people who don't have homes and they are not monsters. Some of them are drug addicts. Some of them are criminals. Yes. But you know what they are before all of that? They are people and nobody wants to listen to them. Nobody cares. Nobody cares how their day is going. Nobody hugs them. Nobody cares. They're a nuisance. But guess what? Their mommy met them for the first time, one time too. Well, some of them didn't. Some of them have never known love. But if you can take just a moment and say, hi, I like your shirt. What are you, what are you, what are you up to? You might get a long story. Listen to it. You got 10 minutes in your life. Listen to them. They just want to be heard sometimes. 37, pick a song of the day. When I wake up in the morning, I try to think of, if one doesn't pop in my head first, a song of the day. And it's usually something fun. Today it was I Feel Good with James Brown. It was good. Pick a song of the day. 38, read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. You're welcome. 39, food prep or food plan. This is something that, okay, I always say, if you spend one hour on Sunday at a workout class and you burn 1,000 calories, that's awesome. But you could take that one hour, clean veggies, portion them out into little snack-sized portions, thaw or cook or food prep just a couple of things of chicken or whatever protein and put them in containers. And in that hour, you could save yourself five to 10,000 calories by then avoiding vending machines, gas station runs, fast food, takeout, delivery service, because you've got healthy, clean food ready to go. So think about that food prep, food plan. You could just buy a rotisserie chicken and separate it into two different containers. Now you've got two meals that are healthier than two orderings of pizzas or sushi or whatever. Number 40, keep floss picks in the car or at your desk. We don't floss enough in America. And um, if you keep little, little floss picks in your car, in your purse or on your desk, you'll have them handy when you need to just, you have nothing to do at a stoplight. You can floss your teeth or at least just do a little bit. Um, It's changed my dental hygiene forever because I keep floss picks in my car, at my desk, um, in my purse, and on my nightstand. 41, stand on one foot as often as possible. I say this on the beach. We have a balance class on Thursdays. I say balance is the difference between a walker or a wheelchair in the old folks' home. So how do you work on balance in your everyday life? You don't have to go to a balance class. You can just stand on one foot when you're waiting for elevators, when you're waiting at crosswalks, when you're in line at the store, when you're waiting for your microwave, when you're stirring your food at the stove, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're taking a shower. Just pick one foot up. That's it. Number 42, always bring a jacket. If you live in Miami, guess what they like to do? They like to crank the air conditioning so high that you're freezing inside. So it doesn't matter. And if you're not in Miami and you live somewhere else, it's always cold. Bring a jacket. 43, on an airplane, always pay for an aisle seat or an exit row. It's worth it. Number 44, controversial. Ask yourself why you wear underwear. I just want to know. I don't want you to tell me. But I want you to come up with why you do it. Because number one, ladies, when you wear underwear, panty lines. Now everybody can see your underwear. If you want people to see your underwear, wear them on the outside of your pants for Pete's sake. I don't want to see your underwear. But when you wear them, I can see them because of panty lines. So it's the whole thing is just really stupid. Not to mention they make your butt look terrible because you have lines in the middle of your butt cheeks from your underpants. And then if you wear thongs, well, you may as well not be wearing underwear. So what's going on here? I just ask you 
to ask yourself why you do it. Maybe in some outfits, it's really important like jeans. Most people are like, well, I have to wear underwear when I wear jeans. Ouch, it would hurt. I don't understand. My jeans are not made out of glass or out of like sharp materials are going to cut my nether regions. So I don't understand this whole, ow, wouldn't it hurt? No. Why do your jeans hurt you? You need to buy a different brand of jeans. And also jeans are stupid. I've never understood jeans. I wasn't allowed to wear them, so I think I just never got used to them. But even right now, I wear jeans like maybe four times a year and I hate them. I hate them so much. But anyway, I digress. If you're wearing a dress, people are like, well, if you wear a dress, you need to wear underwear. Why? Do you pick up your dress and show people your underwear? If you don't, then you don't need to wear underwear because you're not going to pick up your dress and show them anything either. So anyway, number 44, the question of the year. Why do you wear underwear? Ask yourself the question. That's it. There's my 44 little piece of, uh, pieces of advice from my 44 years. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.